Welcome to the Building to Scale podcast, where we bring real entrepreneur stories that showcase the challenges and successes in building and scaling an entrepreneurial business. Our host, Jeff Chastain, is a business transformation coach with Admentis, where he coaches business leaders and their teams with a proven set of principles and tools helping them gain clarity in and get more of what they want from their business. Make sure to stick around until the end of the show and we will reveal how you can become our next guest. Hey, welcome to a new episode of the Building to Scale podcast. My name is Jeff Chastain, your host and guide today as always. So I want to start off just again, welcome to the show. Thank you for listening in. A uh, quick little side pitch detour here before we dive into today's topic. Uh, really excited here. We've actually just rolled out a new program uh, based on the Building to Scale brand, but basically referring to a Building to Scale mastermind program now, where really targeted at that smaller boutique kind of growing smaller business there that it's going to be a, a combination here really of a group coaching model as well as a peer council with the goal really of helping those entrepreneurs, those small business leaders really gain clarity and realize their vision kind of a thing in their business. So if you're dealing with challenges or know somebody dealing with challenges around uh, people issues like we've been talking about, can't find uh, good solid people for the company, uh, kind of a feeling that nothing's really working, that you've tried different things, tried reading books, tried uh, online courses, things like that, and it's just not making a difference in the business. Or maybe it's simply just kind of a, a lack of control that you're constantly fighting fires and don't really have a true sense of direction with the business. So anything like that, again, just looking for those, a way really to help give back to those uh, smaller boutique kind of firms, smaller boutique businesses. Um, but again, more information out at admentus.com slash mastermind. So check that out. If you've got any questions or anything, I'm always happy to just have a discussion. No, no sales pitches or anything like that, but just have a quick discussion there about business. So with all that said, again, check it out. It's admentus.com slash mastermind. Links right here below. And with that, let's jump back and figure out where we were actually talking about here. So over the last couple episodes really here where I've been talking, really talking about some of the challenges with systemization of a business and what that really means. And going back, uh, it's probably been about three episodes or now, looking at the difference between the, the franchise business model and the entrepreneurial business model, where with the franchise business model, if you didn't catch the episode, basically it's typically got a 90 plus percentile success rate versus the entrepreneurial business model is less than 10%. And one of the biggest keys or one of the biggest issues with that is that with a franchise business model, you're basically given a system. You're given a process for executing in your business all different areas. And if you follow that process, you're pretty well guaranteed success on it. Whereas with the entrepreneurial business model that most of us are in here, nobody came to us and said, here's how to go run your accounting firm or here's how to go run your IT services firm. So we're left to really fend for ourselves here and try to figure out, okay, how do we really build and structure this business? And that's why they say really with a franchise business model, you've got effectively a seven-year leap into the business because you've already basically been given all of this discovery work that we as entrepreneurs have to sit here and go through. So kind of the point of this series, point we've been talking about here is really, I, I look at systemization as four different areas or four different points with people being the, the right people in the right seats. So we talked about how to identify people, how to quantifiably identify whether you've got the right ones in the right seats. A couple episodes back, you can check that one out. 
Last week's episode was looking at the purpose concept. So your vision, your mission, your values, and really as important as having those is how to go about getting everybody aligned behind them, making sure you've got everybody pulling in the same direction. The third P, the third point we're focusing on actually today is looking at the playbook. So now that you've got the right people, now that you've got those people all aligned, how do we ensure that the right things are getting done in the right manner? So we'll dive deeper into that one today. And then looking forward into next week, the fourth P we'll look at is looking more at the performance side to say, okay, great. We've got the people, we've got the vision, we've got a plan for what they should be doing. How do we actually get them executing on that and performing in a high level manner, right things at the right time kind of a thing. So looking forward to that one next week, we'll wrap this up here with our four P's of looking at systemization. So jumping back in here, looking at playbooks specifically here. So when you think of a playbook, you think of sports teams. Uh, a lot of times I'll see like a pro football or whatever, they'll say, hey, the, the quarterback and the receiver were on two different pages, two different plays right there. One was running one play, one was running the other. And that's really where we come down to with a playbook is getting consistent results. Um, another thing, if you look at, think about a, a recipe. Obviously, that's what effectively a playbook is, is a recipe for executing on a given function, a given something going on in the business. If you think of a recipe that's in the kitchen, if you've got the, the cooking shows or whatever, where the, the chef's just sitting here throwing in a pinch of this, a little bit of that, and all this kind of stuff, if I were to go sit there and try to make that without knowing specific, it's actually a tablespoon of this and a teaspoon of that, the likelihood of it ever coming out the same or tasting the same is pretty low at that point. And that's really what we want in our business. We want that consistent product, that consistent deliverable. Again, going back several episodes where we were talking about the difference between, again, the franchise McDonald's and the uh, entrepreneurial Jake's Burgers or whatever it was called at that point, it's that consistent result that brings back the customers. Every time you go to a McDonald's, whatever your opinion of their quality is, you get a consistent result there. Whereas if you go to the the entrepreneurial burger shop, as we were talking about at that point, when that consistency changes in between times, that's where you start losing those customers. So it really comes down to our playbook and making sure that, okay, every time we put together that Chick-fil-A sandwich and the Chick-fil-A franchise, we know exactly, okay, the chicken's on top, the uh, pickles are below, the, the lettuce and tomato are on top, kind of a thing there, exactly how much goes into the sandwich. I know that depending, no matter which Chick-fil-A restaurant I go into and I order that Chick-fil-A sandwich, it's going to come out exactly the same. And that's really what we want to get to again with our playbook. So little side tangent here. A lot of times when I'm talking to uh, companies that are in the creative space, so an ad agency, a marketing agency, things like that, the first thing that comes out when we're talking about building this consistent playbook is, wait a minute, that limits our creativity. And it's actually, I found just the opposite case because what we do with the playbook with those consistent results is actually take, especially a lot of the administrative type tasks off of your creative people so that Again, the, the process of getting the work order through or the process of getting the new project, the new client stood up, happens a lot faster, a lot simpler. All of the right data points, all the right details are right there in place. And that way I do have more time for the creative side. I do have more flexibility there that I can be creative. And even like I said, we talked uh, early on in the first episode, I believe, 
you can walk into that Chick-fil-A restaurant and say, hey, I want the chicken sandwich. I don't want tomatoes on it. They're still going to give it to you there. But overall, still, again, there is a playbook. There is a system for executing and determining, okay, this is what that sandwich should look like day in and day out while still giving the flexibility there. And that's really what we want within our business because rarely is every process executed exactly the same way for every customer. Every customer is a little bit different there, but we want to keep that within certain bounds to make sure that overall the process is still executed correctly and within expectations, even if we do customize that. So a little bit of that tangent there with creative, bringing back here. So the concept of playbook here, people tend to get that pretty quickly, but then especially if you haven't done that before, or especially if you're not a process person, there's always a question is, okay, great, I know I need a playbook, how in the world do I go about building one? And the, the first mindset tends to go, honestly, overboard to the far extreme, and we start just sitting here writing all this documentation, putting all this stuff down, and you get to this six inch thick SOP manual here that honestly, you probably never quite get finished anyways because you get bored and worn out just trying to write the thing and nobody else is gonna read it anyway. So I always look at playbook and your plays doing your processes as kind of a, an 80-20 rule to say, okay, look at what's the top 20% of any given process that, okay, if we hit these key elements right here, then we'll get the, the consistent results and let the other 80% basically go as to your people's expertise and your people's uh, creativity, because honestly, you want these plays to evolve over time, that okay, as you hire in new people, as you bring in new experts, they can sit there and bring their own approach to this playbook, potentially elevate it right there, but as you, they know, as long as, okay, I'm delivering these key results here, these key metrics of this play, then we're getting what we need as a company. So keep that one in mind there. And then I wanna walk through really just a quick exercise here that I really encourage any entrepreneur, any business leader, anybody on leadership team or even management kind of a thing to really evaluate and redo almost on a quarterly basis. Because if you look at most of your, a lot of times we'll look at the end of our day, we'll get to the end of our work day and say, okay, I've been busy all day long. What did I really accomplish? And that's the problem because we keep getting these hats, keep getting these, these projects dumped on our plate here, whether we're the boss or not, and all of a sudden our time starts disappearing. So it's a quick little exercise here. Honestly, what I encourage everybody to do, just pull out a, a piece of paper, pull out a notepad right there next to you, and as you're going through your day, probably even going through your week here, every time you switch tasks, jot down, okay, I spent 20 minutes today on customer emails. Hey, I spent another 15 minutes updating uh, the financials for the latest books. I spent two hours today writing a, a new marketing piece here. Write down every single thing you're doing, put rough time estimates. You don't need minute by minute, but still put rough time estimates on it. And you'll probably be really surprised at, okay, exactly what are you spending your time on? Exactly how many times are you getting interrupted by people? Things like that. But then second, once you've got that list, go back and actually I, I draw it out as a four quadrant kind of grid, four quadrant page where the top quadrant here is identifying, okay, which of those items on that list am I good at and that I enjoy doing? So combination of both of those, I'm good at this, it's my expertise, it's my wheelhouse, and I enjoy doing it. The second group here around the, the top right, okay, what am I good at, but I don't enjoy doing? So I'm good at numbers, I can, I can do the books, I really don't enjoy that part kind of a thing there. 
Third group is, okay, what am I not good at, but still enjoy doing? So who knows, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm really not that great at updating the website, but I like playing around, I like tinkering with that kind of a thing. So whatever that task may be for you, again, not good at, but still enjoy doing. And then the last quadrant, you can probably figure out, not good at, and don't enjoy doing. So this is the stuff I'm really not good at. I really don't enjoy doing it, but I'm still doing it anyways kind of a thing. And once you get that task list that you've got, your daily task broken down into those four groups, what we wanna look at, <coughs> excuse me, specifically first off is that not good at and don't enjoy doing. Those processes right there, those tasks right there, what we need to look at from a process standpoint, because obviously we wanna get those off of our plate, but most likely before we can hire, hire on the assistant or hand that off to one of our team members or something like that, we can't just say, hey, I don't, I don't like doing the accounting and I'm not good at it, you go handle it. The likelihood of that being successful handoff is what many entrepreneurs deal with and say, well, we can't find good people, good solid people, the problem most likely is you're not setting that person up for success with that task, so therefore it doesn't get done right. That's where your process is, that's where your playbook comes in. So before you take that not good at, don't enjoy doing task right there and hand it off to somebody, let's take a few minutes and start building our playbook. So. The next time you go through that task, or even if you just did it, kind of a thing there, jot down some quick notes. Again, just doesn't have to be anything fancy, anything specific tool or anything like that. Just jot down, okay, what steps am I doing? What actions am I really doing in this activity right here? So whether it's updating uh, AR reports or whatever, hey, I'm pulling these five reports, I'm updating these dates, printing them off, et cetera, for our next meeting right there. Just again, high level bullet points, what are you doing? Next time you wanna, then you wanna take and say, okay, who's the person I'm handing this off to? My, my assistant, so that they can go pull the AR reports for uh, our next team meeting, great. Sit down with them. Don't just hand that piece of paper to them. Actually sit down with them, walk them through these process and let them visualize, let them see what's going on, let them ask their questions. Because most of these times with these tasks, you've done them more times than you care to count at that point. So just by doing this quick little jot down of the steps, honestly, realistically, you're probably gonna gloss over a few things. You're gonna miss a few things just because you're used to doing it. Oh yeah, I know I can jump from straight from screen one to screen three because I'm using this shortcut or whatever. Whereas somebody else that hasn't done this before doesn't necessarily know those steps or whatever. So rather than just completely dumping this on their desk, dumping this in their lap and saying, here, you go do it now, Take a time, take a little bit of time there for that intermediate step, help them fill in the gaps, help them understand. And as both of you work through this, and then as they continue to work through this, start fleshing that process out, actually documenting that out. It's like, okay, now here's the intermediate gaps, here's the stuff we need to fill in here, and really evolve that process over time. And that's one key that I really look at with the playbook, with these processes. None of these are ever documented once and be done. These should be living documents. These should be living things that you keep doing. And as they change over time, they get revised. And then they should go into some kind of a central repository. Again, if you're in person, maybe it is printed copies. Maybe it's an online directory, an online uh, internal website, whatever the case may be. There's all kinds of tools and systems out there to support that. And again, I'd be happy to walk you through anything or, or talk to you about that. But it needs to be making sure that these plays are 
documented out, written out in an 80-20 approach here, not the high detail, but then putting them into some central repository to where everybody can see them. Honestly, people can provide feedback and continue to evolve, continue to make these processes better and streamline. Because again, we're trying to hire on hopefully people that are brighter, smarter, et cetera, in their areas of specialty, specialty than we are. And we would expect that, okay, if I go hire on part-time accountant here, they're going to have more expertise in updating the financial records, pulling the books, pulling the reports, et cetera. They can probably come back and say, well, we could also do this as part of this process. We could also expand this process to include this other benefit that would be useful to you that you simply don't know because, hey, I'm not an accountant. My, my background is in something else kind of a thing there. So keep all that in mind. Again, real simple processes, real simple idea. But again, I encourage you to go through that exercise of really documenting everything you're doing on a daily, weekly basis at least once a quarter because we let stuff creep in. We may think, hey, we've cleared off all the clutter off our plate, but over time, stuff keeps creeping back in. So always go through that list. Start at the bottom. Say, okay, again, the not good at don't enjoy, not good at, but I do enjoy it, stuff like that. Okay, we need to start getting that off your plate and really focusing on what truly drives revenue, what truly drives the business forward, because that's what you need to be working on, getting rid of the rest of the stuff right there. So again, any questions or anything, always feel free to reach out. Uh, contact stuff links are right here below. Coming up next, um, actually, oh yeah, this this coming uh, Thursdays when the next release should come out is Lori Stack with La Launch X, and really enjoyed this interview. Just Lori's a fun person to talk to in the first place. But what she's her group is doing is basically it's an entrepreneurship program training the the next generation of entrepreneurs. So again, giving back that kind of educational standpoint, always really exciting to me but really just a, a fun interview there. So make sure and catch that one coming up here in just a few days. And again, as always, if you've got any questions, always happy to talk business kind of a thing there. Feel free to reach out. Again, all the contact information is below. And make sure you go check out that Building to Scale Mastermind, especially if you are a smaller boutique kind of uh, entrepreneurial business, still working on getting started, still working on getting your flywheel spinning there. Or honestly, if you know one, either one. But check out that mastermind at mentis.com slash mastermind. And we'll catch you next time around. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building to Scale podcast. If you would like to share your entrepreneurial business growth story, please visit buildingtoscale.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you do both us and our guest a favor and share it on your social media accounts? Don't forget to hit subscribe in your player so that you don't miss any future episodes and make sure to reach out to Jeff Chastain on any of the major social media networks or check us out at admentis.com.